Steven. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the oh shit. We're on? We're on camera? We're on stage? Yeah, we're on stage. Well, welcome back to Into the Aether, a low-key video game podcast. Uh, we just watched the most recent Nintendo Direct that happened February 17th, 2021. This is really like leakage volume two, basically. We're continuing the tradition of like watching some type of big award show or announcement. If we, and if we feel strongly enough, we just jump right to the stage, to the mic, to whatever. Yeah. Just, we got to let it out. Yeah, I, I just, I just live streamed the event, and then like mere minutes later, here we are recording a podcast episode. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, How do you feel overall? Do you want to start with that? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, that was my first question is like, what's your what's your like big takeaway? What's your feeling post direct? So here's the deal. You and I both went in like very low expectations. Like, yeah, we you know, I, I think that um, every time Nintendo says they're going to announce anything, Breath of the Wild 2 starts trending on Twitter. I'm just going <laughs> to tell everyone right now, Breath of the Wild 2 is the more you make it trend, the less it will ever come out. It may never come out now. I, I really think like. Like, look, get excited for it. I'm as excited for it as you are, but it's not coming out this year. It's I'm just the like Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah, for real. I know it's going to come out eventually, but like, it's, it's not happening in 2021. I just feel it so strongly. If it, yeah. if it is, I will be very pleasantly surprised. But anyway, I think like, I, I really wanted to temper my expectations. I think Nintendo has like really fallen behind schedule for a lot of really genuine reasons. So I'm like, I don't want to put too much pressure on this for them or myself or yeah. you know, whoever else involved but it's the first direct in a very long time it's it's a, nearly an hour long 50 minutes exactly they specified yeah. that so it was like S- september 2019 was the last first party nintendo direct <laughs> right so this time i was like, okay if there's at least something like in this hour, I, I trust that there will be one thing. <laughs> this was my exact. That, yeah, yeah there'll be there will literally be one thing that I feel like kind of excited about. Not like, yeah. over the moon, Breath of the Wild 2, but like, there'll be something uh-huh. that is cool. And that's kind of what I got, like literally, I think. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so so the emotion attached to that is like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there is some stuff in here that is genuinely thrilling. And I think that like if it was announced independently or at a different time would be trending all over and people would just be talking about that. Yeah. But I think that when you had Breath of the Wild 2 trending and the way that played out, <laughs> and everything, there's a lot, there's so much to, to unpack in here. But I, I can safely say that there's like at least four or five things that I'm like genuinely pumped for. So that's cool. I mean, that's all I really could ask for, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think like when you when you stand back and look at the whole Nintendo Direct and you're like, it's cool that there are a couple things that I'm excited about. It's really hard to not look at the huge list of everything else that was announced and be like, yeah. I feel nothing or less than nothing about this other stuff. Yeah, my my uh, like there was there was like a few hits where I kept just tweeting like, yes. Yeah. And then deleting because I realized that's not like a thought. <laughs> just, just an interjection. <laughs> but like there were a few things where I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then just like right back to zero for like a solid 20 minutes so yeah yeah we'll go through it but um yeah we'll, we'll talk about it it was <laughs> just such a weird time honestly like it's if i was time if i if i was to like have like a top level thought on this right now before we even start talking about any of it i think it really lends credence to the idea that maybe nintendo should just tweet stuff out when it's ready <laughs> that's the thing i think like 
this felt like how most directs end up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, waiting so long for this all collectively. Yeah, I think you're right. Just, like, tweet it out. And the things that people want to be excited for, they will. And it's not, like, in this kind of, like, yeah. uh, you know, you're not going to work yourself up watching it. Right. Like, like did Stubbs the zombie need to be in this direct or could it have been a tweet <laughs> something about like the minute 12 of an hour long direct is like what's the stubs the zombie of this presentation <laughs> it's like the worst slot to get that's our eye of the duck anyway you want to just go through it i think we're i think we're now getting it it's the eye of the duck is that you had to say <laughs> more on that soon dear listener um but yeah you want to go through it yeah let's let's start with the very first thing that happened which is we oh my saw- god I think his name is Rex from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, sitting on the edge of his ship, or I think one of the towns, I don't really remember, um, and, and he's sitting there and he has this whole monologue, I don't even remember what he's talking about, to be completely honest, but it ends up leading into him looking for uh, another character from the game named Pyra, um, who is like, I've been missing for a while because I got an invitation to join Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, and it turns out that she and Mithra, two characters in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, are going to be added to Super Smash Brothers in March. I don't want to dunk on any Xenoblade fl- fans here. I know they're out there. That's cool. I know there are a lot the out there. If you ask yeah. people what the best RPG on the Switch is, a lot of people will tell you that it's Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, I just, I, I just felt nothing here. I felt absolutely nothing. I, I tweeted this. My friend Sadie and I had the same thought. Like, I, I got a moment of panic, actually, because I'm like, this is what most games I love look like to people who don't know what they are. You know, like this is like whenever I try to pitch Fire Emblem Three Houses, I have to assure the other person that it's not this. <laughs> it's like this, what, what I'm selling you. And I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not the vibe you're getting here on a surface level. Yeah. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles I mean, 2 is the only game I've returned on, on the Nintendo oh, Switch. Wow. I, I yeah, bought a physical copy of that game and then I got like maybe five or six hours in and I was like, there's so much male gaziness happening in this art direction, that's this character design yeah, yeah. that I that I brought it back to GameStop. And who knows? Maybe yeah. in my in my post uh, JRPG awakening that I've had, uh, maybe maybe I would like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 more if I ever gave it another shot. But uh, boy. Did I not like that video game, Steven? I mean, you you played that after Three Houses. Like, you were already on That's board. true. I was like, so what's like, the next I one? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I, I, I understand that that series probably has its appeal. It's probably not taking itself too seriously. That's fine. There's a room for a game like that. But even, like, our friend Will said this, and I agree. Like, outside of the character or the game or your feelings on the series, the trailer was also bad. Like, the, the and again, you and yeah. I are not people who, like, pick things apart, but, like, even if you don't care who Joker is and you hate Persona, that trailer fucking ruled. That was such a cool trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the trailer for Steve, which was like confusing, was also kind of fun. The yeah. reveal of it was like interesting. Sephiroth killed Mario. Sephiroth killed. Okay, yeah, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at. It's like I'm not angry during his birthday. I got Sephiroth during. <laughs> That's why you can't get the 3D All-Stars anymore, because Mario died. <laughs> Mario's been bleeding out for 365 days. Yeah, over two. Um, but, uh... <laughs> like, look, I got... I got... And I feel like how you and I feel is how a lot of people felt when Byleth was announced. But that was also a fun trailer. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just don't feel anything. At the same time, I have everyone I love in Smash already. I've got Cloud... I've got uh, Byleth, I've got Sephiroth, I've got Joker, <laughs> yeah. I've got Mario, I've got Yoshi, King Dedede. 
I don't need anyone else. So whoever, like, this just feels like it's really Sakurai just being like, hey, here are characters that I like. I don't care. Like, whatever. This is my yeah. game. <laughs> Which is great. I love that energy, but I just, I just don't care at all about these two. Personally. Yeah. Sorry. I, I really wanted Fighters Pass 2 to, like, really kind of uh, wow me, I think. Because I picked it up specifically just for Sephiroth. Like, Sephiroth was the reason I got Fighters Pass 2. I imagine that they're probably fun to play as. Like, yeah, I, sure. They're, that's the thing. Like, even Steve, who we were both like kind of not into at first, is a very interesting character. The way he plays is oh, like yeah. totally unique. They all are. Like Hiro, Benji Kazooie, all of them play so uniquely. I mean, we talked about how like I assumed the DLC were going to be a lot of Echo Fighters, and none of them have been. They've all been super unique. Um, and this is also this is spot four of a six character pack. So I feel like spot four is where they kind of take a left turn, where it's like, I don't know, there's no like pomp and circumstance to number four. Who do we want? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I imagine that five and six will will be thing. But there's other than Waluigi, there's no character that I could see like everyone pining for. You know yeah. what I mean? And and not not to not to fucking gatekeep Super Smash Brothers characters, but like it's just so wild to me that Xenoblade Chronicles is the franchise that gets like multiple characters. Oh yeah, Shulk is from them too. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's a Nintendo exclusive at this point, right? I I think so. Yeah, I know that Xeno Gears, which is the like original original game, was composed by the same composer as Chrono Cross. So like that's oh. cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Anyway. Maybe they should have added that composer to. Smash. <laughs> I would love that. A copy okay. of Xeno Gears <laughs> enters the fray. CD-ROM. <laughs> Laserdisc. What was after the Smash announcement? Oh, after they added Pyra and Mithra, um, we got a trailer for Fall Guys coming to the Nintendo oh, Switch yeah. this summer. Um, I'm really interested to see how much that's going to cost. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think uh, I feel like Switch feels like the right system for Fall Guys. I just wonder if it's too late. That was like, my first feeling was like, I agree. I and that's coming from me. I, I don't know. Like, I imagine that game still has retained like a pretty large amount of players, but yeah. like it kind of, for me, it kind of feel like it came and went in the summer. So yeah, Fall Guys got rocked by Among Us, which is already right. on Switch. Right. <laughs> but, um, but if there's any platform that I think could like rejuvenate it, I think it's Switch. So we'll yeah. see. I, I, I'm, I'm I think it really there. depends on how much it costs. Yeah, if it's free, I think there's no question. Yeah, if it's free, no question. I think as long as it's under like twenty bucks, or like if it's twenty dollars, I think I think that'll do pretty well. After that, we got Outer Wilds, um, which was a trailer that like completely spoiled the main thing that I think <laughs> makes Outer Wilds interesting, which really bummed me out. the The Xenoblade Chronicles two announcement followed by Fall Guys coming so late in the year followed by spoiling outer wilds was like this is not a good nintendo direct it was as if you were seeing a trailer for 2001 a space odyssey and the narrator was like watch humankind evolve before your eyes as a monkey throws a bone in the it's like you're simplifying something that is so beautiful into like the most hokey shit it's not the guy's fault but it just like this is such a weird way to pitch this game I Bruce love Willis Wilds. plays a ghost alongside <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. A family gets in all sort of trouble in The Godfather Part 3, <laughs> now on Switch. <laughs> That's the feeling. The feeling of this direct is Godfather 3 on Switch, I think. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess. Sure. Uh, that's really going to come into play for one of the later announcements. We'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that one. <laughs> Al Pacino and Smash. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. Okay, we got to move on. 
after that was the Famicom Detective Games. Uh, there's going to be two of them. I'm kind of into this. I don't know when they're coming out. Yeah, I also was like, I don't know what this is. And then the more the trailer played for both of them, I was like, this looks fucking good, man. Because you know, you know what this is? This is the perfect kind of game for Switch. You know, it kind of has that like Phoenix yes. Wright visual novel style and like kind of spooky. I'm into it. It looks great. Yeah. In a, in a post 13 Sentinels Aether, I'm like dying to play these games now. Yeah. Um, and I like the, the visuals were also just like yeah. stellar. Like they looked really great. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So I'm, and yeah, I'm very interested in that, especially for spooky season. After that was Samurai Warriors 5. Yeah. I got nothing for that. That's coming this summer. Um, and then after that was Legend of Mana remastered. That looked kind of fun. I, I feel like leg- some <laughs> part of my brain lit up where I'm like, is Legend of Mana announced at every Nintendo Direct? <laughs> I like it's like, like I'm in a time loop where they're like, coming soon, the Legend of Mana. I know it's probably different games, but I, this one looked cool because it had that kind of Cardo map feature in it where like, oh, yeah, you yeah, were yeah. making the map as you play. So I don't know. I might pick it up. It looks interesting. Yeah. It was, it's, uh, I, I think it's the last. Or no, 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 it's, it's a sequel to all of the Secret of Mana games that just got re-released on the Switch recently. Gotcha, gotcha, that makes sense. Um, what, I, what I've been told about the Legend of Mana series over the years is that, or sorry, the Mana series over the years, is that Legend of Mana is like the last good one. It's like after oh. that, it kind of all goes downhill. So like this is the last one that it makes sense for them to remaster. So I don't that know, I'm interested sense. in it. I, I'm just like dying to get another JRPG on my Switch. Yeah, me too. Maybe more on that a little later, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after that, we got another trailer for Monster Hunter Rise as a big spider <sighs> in it, which made me want to play the game less, even though I'm still very excited about that game. Are you an arachnophobe? I hate spiders, man. Oh, wow. I'm so surprised to hear that. Are you? Yeah, you just seem so kind of spider-like in some ways. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I feel like a weird kinship of spiders. Whenever I find one in my apartment, I purposely catch them and not kill them and I let them go outside oh you let them go outside yeah i don't keep them like as pets but i just i i don't kill them i collect like I them and like i name them and i put them in my bathroom <laughs> now there's one big spider composed of many little ones <laughs> my whole thing is like you're gonna eat the shit that i really don't want in my apartment you're mm-hmm. like aesthetically kind of creepy but you're gonna eat the like mosquito or termite. So, like, do your thing, man. Spin yeah. your web. I've always been told that I should that I should befriend them and that they're they're my allies, but uh, I I can't I just can't get over it sometimes. I get it. They're like a hand walking around. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's cousin. Uh, what the thing? Thing from? <laughs> hey, cousin thing. Just want them out. They pull me back in. The spiders do. Uh, anyway, Monster Hunter Rise looks fucking good. It man. looks so cool. I'm so much like I. We both love the demo, and but I'm so much more excited for. It. And actually, this game, uh, they they kind of show they showed a little bit of the narrative, and it seems like they're doubling down on the fact that like the monsters are bad because we've often talked about yes. how like the game is like <laughs> it's so happy go lucky, and it's like yeah, we just kill the dinosaur time to eat, and you're like are we bad? Are we the bad guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they've doubled down on the on the Monster Hunter World thing of like, oh, we've got to protect ourselves, which like I don't really need, but it's interesting that they're going that. I'm direction. still a little fifty fifty on that. Yeah, but it just look like I love the look of it. Like I'm so excited to play that game. Yeah, me too. It also seemed like they added like a boss rush mode, which mm. is just like a bunch of monsters just coming and like attacking the gate of the village that you're hanging out at. Which oh man seems sick yeah like a wave based kind of Ghost of Tsushima Legends but with Monster but with Hunter Monster Hunter yeah that's amazing that sounds so cool yeah it's a great idea after that was the big announcement for me at least Mario Golf Super Rush dude 
Yes. This this was when I was like, oh, you know, you mentioned that it was kind of weird in the beginning. Monster Hunter Rise, I'm in. I'm ready to hunt. Yeah. And the and I almost said Monster Hunter Golf. <laughs> okay. Wait a second. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll bite. Use their bones as the club. <laughs> um Monster Hunter Golf. Mario Golf looks so fucking cool. I've missed Mario Golf. Okay, and also like not to say too much, but you and I have been playing Mario Golf Advance Tour on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, man. And like, this seems like it's kind of following in that footstep. Okay, and just for some background on that, Mario Golf Advance is like developed by Camelot, who make who made all the Mario Golf Mario Tennis games. They created Waluigi. They also made the Golden Sun series of JRPGs. The Game Boy Advance Mario Golf game is like secretly like an anime academy RPG about golf. And yes. it's incredible. Yes. And this game seems to be taking a bit of that with like, you can level up your me and like change like how good they are at golf. Like I, I'm so in. I, I love am it. in love with this game. It is just incredible. I'm so excited to play. I'm a... I'll I'll be honest. I'm a little bit uh, wary because of the way Mario Tennis turned out on the Switch, yes, which like same. wasn't like great. It was fun, but it wasn't like great. It wasn't like a it, like an obvious buy. But this game has story mode in it, which is yes. wonderful. If, if the writing is anywhere near as good as Mario Golf Advance Tour, or like I don't know any anything else, even what we were just playing recently, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Like if it has any kind of like goofy shit where a Goomba is aware that it's a Goomba, I'm, like, probably going to be happy. They have regular golf, obviously. Uh, they have golf with, like, items, with, like, Mario Kart items. And then there's another mode that they added to it that's called Speed Golf, which is, like, what if you hit the ball and then had to fucking book it to wherever the ball is going <laughs> to land? I'm so in. On, I'm so in. On Mario Golf Super Rush. It and comes think- June 25th. Did you see Wario's outfit? I didn't. What was he wearing? Wario is wearing a big, bright yellow, like, yes. uh, like cowboy vest with yes. a huge yellow cowboy hat. And like Colonel like, Mustard. Yeah, it rules, man. It is like <laughs> the wildest outfit. Like if you were if 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 you were trying to figure out the like lore of the Mario franchise, it would be very clear that Wario is is the billionaire hoarding his wealth. Yeah, give me Met Gala Wario and Smash Sakurai, please. <laughs> Um, the last and character. there were a couple frames of Waluigi that I just have to point out. It looks like he is also dressed almost exactly identically to, to Wario, which I'm oh, amped about. I love that. I mean, I'm so excited for this for so many reasons, but it sounds like even though Mario Tennis Aces, was that, was that the name of it? I think, the, I think that was the name. Yeah. yeah. The Switch Mario Tennis, it wasn't great, but they tried something different with it. Basically, they tried to make it like... I think they even pitched it as more of a fighting game than a tennis game. So yeah. there was this whole mechanic about like breaking your opponent's racket. That's all cool, but I think people just really wanted like a Mario tennis game. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh it kind of felt like they had a bonus mode that they made you play instead of the main game. Mm. Where it sounds like this game is doing like you know, they're not just saying, Oh, you have to play speed golf every time. They're right. giving you all shapes and sizes in one place, which is like the way to do it. Yeah. This this for me is like the game. This is like the one that I'm like most excited about. Wow, okay. It's definitely top three for me, but I I, I yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think this is gonna be it's gonna be a fun summer. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. We're gonna yeah. golf a lot. Yeah. Oh man. I, I just wanna mention pretty much every actually literally everything, now that I'm looking at the list, everything we've talked about so far, all coming out this summer, except for Monster Hunter Rise. 
That's that's the thing. They they pitch this direct as like here's everything happening in the first half of, of 2021, and that's like actually a blatant lie. Yeah, <laughs> based on what followed. Yeah, it, it it ended up just being like everything's coming out literally on the last day of summer, and then here's the stuff in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you ready to move on? Yeah, man. What's next? Okay, so next up was a game that I am not excited about. I'm just gonna say that right up front. Wow. But I okay. have heard is really good. If you're into this kind of thing, uh, Tales from the Borderlands is coming to Switch March 24th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really feel either way. I mean, I really loved the Telltale Walking Dead game, like everyone. Yeah. I played the Game of Thrones one, which was, like, not good. But they have a lot of great series. I uh, And I've heard good things about this one, but I have never played Borderlands, so I don't really have an interest in the world. But yeah. I have heard that this is the best narrative borderlands game which makes sense yeah i i i'm not very interested in the world of borderlands uh to be totally honest i know they're developing a movie right now that has like an amazing cast in it which is bizarre to me but i i I'm, i'm just not very interested in this game uh that said after that they announced the capcom arcade stadium which i'm also not very interested in but i think is interesting so it's it's coming out um today it's already out uh, you can go pick it up. It's like a bunch of like old Capcom arcade games that have been ported to the Nintendo Switch, which is cool. The thing yeah. that I find fascinating about it specifically is like this to me is more proof than anything that Nintendo is not going to make a virtual console. When March yeah. 31st hits, like we're not getting a virtual console because at this point it seems like like Capcom is like, OK, well, we waited for you to approach us and ask if you want to release like Ghosts and Goblins on the Switch at some point, And uh, that didn't happen. So I guess we're just going to release our own thing. Yeah, it's a little weird because I feel like a lot of those games too are also available elsewhere. Like mm. there are a lot of big Capcom games in the NES and SNES bundle, and you can like directly buy. Like I have the Street Fighter Anniversary that has like every game yeah. between two and three, which is awesome. Love Third Strike. More on that someday. I like that they kind of had fun with the design of it, and like you're actually in an arcade. That's very fun. But I, I part of me is like I'm worried that you know you and I value game preservation so much i don't want it to be like a novelty kind of thing you i know? agree okay. that that's actually a really good way of putting it yeah that that's yeah. i've been trying to find the words to describe that feeling for a really long time i think that's like actually the perfect way of putting it is like game preservation shouldn't be novelty you're absolutely right right like i would much rather have no pomp and circumstance and just have it like i can buy uh ghosts and goblins for five dollars in the store you know like steam yes. and that being said i mean there's so much stuff like I think the Switch has incredible third-party support. It's got great indie support. Nintendo is pretty good about bringing a lot of the hits from the Wii U over, but like past that, nothing really. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so there's an opportunity with the established NES and SNES libraries to just like continue those, but it kind of seems like they're just going to randomly throw in like four games every eight to ten months so like yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer because that they're, was actually like, they're all gonna be prehistoric man and they're not gonna be earthbound <laughs> yeah it's just it's just bizarre uh you know because at the end of the day like we always say this is like money to be made by nintendo you know and like yes i'm happy to give that money to someone else if they're gonna do it but then it's like always at risk of being shut down by nintendo it's like you're just kind of deleting your past it's like let us play that's the bizarre thing too is like i i constantly think about like okay so say that their strategy is the like disney vault strategy right is like we put the thing in until like hype reaches like peak hype and then we release the thing when the demand is highest like 
the demand is really high always, Nintendo, because right. you don't release anything ever. So, like, what what are you waiting for? I guarantee you could just put Pokemon Sapphire on the store tonight and make a billion dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know? exactly what like, I mean. Do you need Joe Biden to get, like, on Twitter.com <laughs> and be like, man, I wish I could play Emerald on oh, my I Switch. Fucking, I fucking love Trico. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> Joe Biden just tweeted, I fucking love Trico. <laughs> shit, shit. We got to put Sapphire, just Sapphire, on the store right now until March 31st. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I love Team Aqua. No more land. No more land, said Joe Biden on Twitter.com. I'm fucking sick of land. I want to wear French New Wave outfits and use water types. Go seahorse. Joe Biden's Twitter is a lot right yeah. now, but we gotta sell Pokemon Sapphire, dude. But yeah, that's how I feel about the Capcom arcade. I just, I love the presentation. I love that it's there. I'm glad Capcom is doing doing it. But uh, you know, Nintendo, TikTok, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Is like, okay, cool. Capcom does it. Konami does it. Like, say everyone who was making games at that time does it. That still leaves the Nintendo games like right. notably absent, uh, which is bizarre. You know who to DM? Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. At POTUS. <laughs> uh, on Team Twitter. POTUS. That's the new Pokemon villain squad. Ugh, let's move on. I don't even want to entertain that bit. Stubbs the zombie is coming oh, in Oh my god, is Stubbs the zombie really next? I just sobered up. I'm not even drunk, but I'm like, whatever the next stage of sober is, I feel every follicle in my body. Yeah. I keep seeing Stubbs the Zombie referred to as a cult classic, which, uh, like, I remember the lead up to Stubbs the Zombie coming out and none of my out? friends getting it. When did it? What, what, I, I know nothing about this. I thought it was new. No, it's a, it's a, it's a re, not, not a remake, but it's just like a port from, I, I want to say the, like, PS3, Xbox 360 era, but it might have been PS2 era. Yeah. Like, the late 2000s, early 2010s, where, like, being, like, irreverent was cool. Where it was like, yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, like, fourth wall, broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody shot their packs on. Yeah, that's, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> I, I felt nothing about Sub the Zombie when it came out. Forgot it existed, and now I'm being reminded of it, and I, I am in the exact same headspace. And I don't want to, like, dunk on people who are excited no, about Sub the Zombie, no, but, like... No. Boy, do I feel nothing about it. I think I even remember reading about it in like PlayStation magazine and being like, that's not a game I'm going to buy. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not trying to dunk on anything, but in these weird leakage episodes, we can really just like let our let our inner shadow out. You know, it's like Absolutely. facing yourself. Yeah. Persona 4. Yeah. My um, shadow is like, I hate Substance. <laughs> I just want to play Pokemon Sapphire. <laughs> Uh, after that was No More Heroes 3, which is, uh, oh, yeah. coming out finally this August after, I think, I feel like this has been an, just like the Mana games has been in every Nintendo Same. Direct since the Switch yeah. was announced. Have you played any of these games? I have not, um, but I am, weirdly enough, most interested in this one. Uh, something about this trailer was just like, you didn't say no to a single idea. Right. <laughs> well, that's like Suda Five One's whole thing. Yes, uh, he's the creator. I played Killer Seven and like weirdly was into it because it's similar thing. Like, yeah, Killer Seven just one of the strangest experiences I've ever had in my life. And like, I haven't played it in years, so I don't know like how it holds up or if it's even a good game. But like <laughs> that that came out. That was like one of the. It came out on GameCube. I remember playing and just being like, I thought I was dreaming. Like it was such a weird mm. experience. But like. I got to respect a game for doing that at a certain level. 
That's kind of um, where I'm at. Is like it, yeah. I, that trailer was just like uh, vibe soup. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, it was in the microwave for a little bit, and it's still warm. You know, I had some friends who played the first one. That was one of the games on Wii that like really utilized the motion controls because of swinging the lightsaber and stuff. Yeah. Um, who liked it? I've always been kind of put off by the like the Deadpool ness of Travis Touchdown. Travis Touchdown. Yeah. But I haven't played them, so I can't really speak on their behalf. But like, if it's the guy who made Killer Seven, there's something weird happening there that is is probably interesting. Yeah, I mean they they showed some stuff like some brief flashes of gameplay that were like it's going to be a first person shooter for a little bit. It's going to be Resident Evil Seven Biohazard for a little bit. It's going to be a lawn mowing simulator for a little bit. Um, which I don't know. It just seems like an interesting time. Uh, but yeah, we'll I, see. Yeah, definitely like a wait for the review situation. Finally, another thing I'm excited about is the new Annapurna published game, Neon White, that looked like fucking wild, man. Yeah, I weirdly wasn't super into it. To oh be my God, really? Okay, yeah. well, let me, as I'll, soon I'll as say I, what as it soon is. As soon as then. I saw. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so, so Neon White is this game where uh, a bunch of assassins are hired by, uh, I guess, God <laughs> to go around heaven. Uh, and kill a bunch of demons that that have like uh jumped into heaven. But it's like it's a it's a deck building game that's also a first person shooter. So you like jump around this environment uh in first person, but use your cards to actually attack the demons that are in heaven. I was way into it, way into it. Yeah, I mean, I so I liked the art style because it reminds me a lot of Paradise Killer, actually, which mm. is like weirdly a similar yeah totally energy. Um, and I think conceptually, the idea of like a uh, first person, um, I guess what like Katana Zero esque like deck builder game yeah. is like very interesting. Um, when I saw Annapurna, I immediately perked up and was like, okay, I should be into this. I just didn't feel the pull of it. It could have just been the trailer itself. I mean, like, I don't want to judge anything by the trailer, which is like inherently what we have to do in this case. Right. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Something about it is seeing like I'm not as into that like first person. uh, I don't know. I I can't put into words why it didn't pull me in, but I'm very like I will get it if the reviews are even halfway decent because I just trust Annapurna to publish cool stuff. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah, I I was like way into this. I'm this is like a no brainer for me. Like I'm absolutely gonna pick this up. Uh, really worked for me. Anyway, that's called Neon White. I don't remember when it's coming out. I didn't I didn't write down a release date for that. So, um, maybe one Look day. Look it up. Uh, maybe up one day. Next is Mario stuff in Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh yeah, coming February twenty eighth. I think. Look, you and I love Animal Crossing: New Horizons. It was one. It, I think it was our second game of the year. Number two, or, baby. Or, penultimate best game of 2020 in our opinion even us who i think played that game past when most people stopped <laughs> i'm hungover you know i yeah. i need a break i've been playing like up until maybe this month i've been like playing that game pretty consistently but i've just like really had to put it down for whatever reason lately mm-hmm. um so like i really appreciate i i think there's a notion against this game that's like, oh, it was unfinished, blah, blah, blah. I, I so reject that because I feel like... Big same. Yeah. They've, we've talked a lot about this game, so like, I'm not going to reverberate any of that, but I feel like the game is paced so well in like the critical path of it, of like this kind of gradual sense of discovery and of like getting more and more tools at your disposal and like uncovering and learning about the island like as you live there. Like It's paced so well. And they've updated this game so frequently. I mean, I think like 
the the work this team has done to like keep this game active and to always put in new stuff like i played like 10 out of the 12 holiday events there have been or however many there have been i missed like i think new year's and valentine's day yeah um they were all super fun and interesting and different so like i respect the hell out of of, of what this team is doing consistently in the updates I just I don't think I'm going to play when these come out because <laughs> I need a break. That being said, the warp pipes look cool. Yes, like that is something is. that I think is gonna be like the thing that makes people like go back to their island and be like, "What can I do for shortcuts?" You know, that, that's that's a utility that has been added that is gonna change how the game feels and functions, which is very fascinating. Yeah, if there are more items like that. I can see a renewed interest in this game. Uh, in a big way, weirdly enough. I think so, too. Yeah, so mo- most of the Mario stuff is, like, I-, I-, I could take or leave, but the warp pipes are just, like, wild. So the warp pipes, uh, for those of you who don't know, are, like, very literally warp pipes, like, from Mario that are getting added to Animal Crossing. So you put one in one spot, and you put one in another spot, and you can jump in your warp pipe and end up at another spot. Um, if I had to guess, this is complete conjecture, I have no idea. If I had to guess, you can only probably have one warp pipe. If I If I were to, like, really uh nail down on something like i i feel like they'll only let you have one but even that one is going to be like huge like if you yeah. put one right next to your house and right next to i don't know the furthest point on on your island or something you know for the instances in which you need to go there and you're like oh i don't want to walk all the way over there that's gonna be awesome you know yeah. or like right from there to town hall or something um this is really right. needed in the time people were doing the turn up stuff where it's like you could just go straight to the shop mm. uh because people were like putting their shop right by the entrance just for that so they could have people visit and totally and do it the image of Berto going down a warp pipe though is like haunting me <laughs> ever since seeing this update but i gotta see it one day yeah uh i'm with you though I'm, I'm interested to see like if they can add other items that are utilities like this i think that'd be really interesting like that yeah i, I do kind of agree with you that that's the kind of stuff that could bring people back like you don't always need it to be events or whatever right but that said i do think like as we get closer to the one year anniversary of this game, which like it's amazing to think that we're almost there already. Wow, yeah. I, I'm I'm really curious to see like if they like really pull out any stops for, for that one year. Yeah, I th- I think um yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I think like I always mention how in this game, like you might just get an item that like suddenly sparks creativity and you build something around that. Yeah. Whether it's like building your own cafe or bookstore or whatever. And I think, like, as if they can add items like that, like the warp pipe, I think that, you know, there'll be a lot of cool stuff you're, you're going to see be made. Yeah. A lot of those items that they're adding were in um, New Leaf also. Like, because right. they, they had this feature in New Leaf, um, which if you didn't play it, as you walked around with your 3DS, there was a pedometer in there. So, like, it would count the amount of steps that you took. And you could turn in the steps that you took in real life to Timmy and Tommy, who would then uh, give you a fortune cookie that you could use to get like items that were like Nintendo themes. You get like Samus's helmet or, um, or like a question mark block and things like that. The Majora's mask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of really cool shit. Honestly, I, I really loved that feature in that game. Um, especially while I was working at Starbucks, I used to keep my three DS in my pocket. So I would just like gather steps throughout my entire shift. And then when I was done with the day, I would like open up the three DS and then spend them all in fortune cookies. Um, uh, man, I know it was an uncertain time for both of us, but I'm so nostalgic for that Starbucks and visiting <laughs> you with my 3DS and playing Fire Emblem Awakening and Pokemon X and Y. Yeah. Uh, chef kiss. I think that's like why I'm so like emotionally invested in the 3DS because I have that experience as like my fundamental totally. block for it. Yeah. What a great system. 
Yeah, the 3DS still holds up, man. It's still really good. It's fucking cool, and there's so many things you can buy on the virtual store. You can play old DS games, too, like Elite Beat Agents. Yeah, man. They have two screens. Oh, my God. Yeah. You thought one was a lot. What the hell am I going to do with this? You mean I got two Tricos? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Onward. Uh, DC Superhero Girls Teen Power, coming June 24th. This Honestly, this game looked like, like DC Persona. This looked like... It was really wild. So, like, you play as uh, a bunch of you play as like you know Batgirl and uh, Supergirl and Wonder Woman, um, and it looked like Harley Quinn also. And like, you go and you fight crime around Metropolis, but also you have to go to high school at Metropolis High and like hang out uh, with all your friends, which like seemed like a really good time. I mean, it seems like definitely it's very much a game for kids, but right, it seems yeah. like a cool idea for a game for kids. I w- sure, I was like very yeah. charmed by this trailer. I mean, it's just, it's like, okay, I'm not in the target audience for this and that's fine. That's something that I always kind of bring up is like, I feel like there's this like notion to dunk on something that is like clearly not intended for you. Yes. Like you, can yeah. just, <laughs> you can just let other people enjoy stuff too. It's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I, even not being in the target audience and like definitely not going to pick this game up. Um, it looks really good. So like, yeah. Shout out to the people who, I mean, I'm, that. I'm a big fan of, I mean, that's why I think I like persona and I like Spider-Man and the extended spider lore so much. There's like the stories that appeal to me the most, like a superhero lifestyle. Cause it has that yeah. double life part to it. Miss Marvel as well has that double life part to it. where like, things kind of have equal weight in both worlds anyway yeah i can talk all, i can talk on and on about double lives yeah uh i'm a i'm an employee of marvel entertainment anything i say do doesn't <laughs> represent the views of my employer i uh, fucking love dc man there was <laughs> sorry <laughs> there was a, a game for mobile that was called uh marvel avengers academy oh yeah wh- which was essentially just like all the marvel characters all the marvel superheroes that you know who were like in high school and I really loved seeing the high school versions of those characters. I thought that was like a really fun and like interesting idea. Yeah, um, it's kind of like clone high almost. It's like, what do you, how do you interpret these characters in this setting? Exactly. I thought that was a really cool idea. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that in any other capacity um, and, and totally. to see DC run with it. And like, I'm into totally. it. Totally. Um, yeah. That's coming in June. After that, we saw a trailer for Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. All right. No. <laughs> Oh, how do you feel? Are you into this? Here's what I'll say about Plants vs. Zombies. So first okay. of all, obviously Plants vs. Zombies 1, great game. Plants vs. Zombies 2, yeah. great game. Those games are awesome. Um, I loved the first one. I, I just didn't know this was still a thing. I was like, what year am I in? I had no idea it <laughs> continued after like I played at my freshman year of college like in the lounge. I was just about to say, if you asked my, me yeah. when Plants vs. Zombies was popular, I would not be able to give you a date. I, it would I be anywhere like, between 1995 and like four days ago. <laughs> I played it in 2010, but I'm also often late to the hype, so <laughs> take that for what you will. Um, they eventually made Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, I think is the name of it. Uh, I, I remember playing it on the PS4 and being like really surprised at how fun it was. I've heard it was actually good, yeah. I, I, I heard good things about that one. Yeah, and I, I have no idea what Battle for Neighborville is, but it looks just like Garden Warfare, which makes me think maybe it's fun. Um, yeah. So cool i guess i just worry it's like trying to be like Fortnite, but with plans for zombies i don't need another it might be yeah, yeah i'm not really sure um but you know maybe i shouldn't write it off so quickly because yeah. i love that first one in 2010 i think i think hey steven yeah i think you're probably okay to write it off <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a unique energy in these leaked episodes. Look, man, I've I've had a day, and uh, we're we're in leakage too. So, like, I hear, you know, <laughs> how can we act like a normal episode is like really like straight laced, and we're just screaming as Toad the whole time? <laughs> this is the same energy. Yeah, you're right. This is just the same shit, except I'm much sweatier this time. Me too, man. I'm like soaked. I don't know what's going on. It's like so cold outside. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> yeah, no, you should. I want everyone to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay what's next speaking of the nintendo 3ds the s standing for sweat i'm soaked <laughs> uh metopia is coming to the nintendo switch on may 21st okay i'm all in i'm all in on this okay uh hardcore fans will know that i love mitomo uh, you guessed it uh it revealed in the 2016 moment of our games of the decade uh triathlon yeah um mitomo for those who don't know was like nintendo's attempt at making a social media platform that was amazing and honestly i miss so dearly Me too. i think if they made that now it would have blown it would have been the new facebook in like <laughs> early yeah. 2000s facebook uh you know it it was just such a peaceful interpretation of social media where you had a me uh, and you would be you would be given a question. They'd be like, "What's your favorite kind of pizza?" You know, and you would write it, and your me would be like, "Pepperoni," <laughs> whatever their voice was. And then a bunch of people would just comment on what you chose. Like, so as if it was like a status, but it was never like you know, you never had an uncle going, "I don't usually post things political." Like it was none of that. It was just, "What's your pizza? What's your favorite pizza?" Uh, and it was great. <laughs> there was no ant sending you an invite to a conspiracy theory group. It was just what's your favorite pizza and your friends commenting on it. Amazing. You get outfits for your me. It was incredible. And then it just totally disappeared and Nintendo like deleted it like for good. Yeah. So this feels like the full fledged like almost MMO version of Metopia or Mitomo. And I'm so excited for it. I think it's going to be great. Okay. So, Miitopia was a thing on the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, no way. Yeah, Miitopia... Well, Tamodachi Life, right? Uh, Tamodachi Life was also a thing. This was a different gotcha. thing. So, if you, oh, okay. if you stream past the people on the, on the 3DS, you could pull them into Miitopia on the 3DS, which was like a whole suite of games, like mini oh, games that involved that your Find Me? The Find Me Find level? Me was one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and this seems to be a switch port of all of those mini games, if I were to guess, uh, which is fucking fascinating. Like I have yeah. no idea how that's gonna work without Tree Pass. It seems so interesting. That makes more sense. I was just like, I just saw the Mies and I was like, okay, Mitomo, we're back. I know. I, feel, I, I, I had the same the reaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm excited to see what it is. I think it'll be fun. I think we'll be in the kind of a 51 worldwide classics realm of entertainment which is like so needed in my life i will i will buy everything that nintendo makes that involves me's because it's always so fucking weird and experimental yeah. and i'm like yeah i'm down for nintendo to just try like bananas shit it's like their sketchbook but they treat it like jackson pollock would it's just like <laughs> you're just throwing shit at the wall like i don't know you want to do this yeah i i'm i'm into metopia i i don't really know what it's going to be um but it but it is exciting to me and i almost never want to know i want it to be like a dream i want it to be like killer seven for me <laughs> we're just like what is this yeah um after that we got an uh, i would say the second thing that i'm like amped about 
okay. uh, which is Project Triangle Strategy, yes. working title, coming 2022, yes. demo, uh, out now. Um, yeah, man. So, I went, like, I've never, like, kind of, like, pinballed emotionally more during a trailer, because, like, at first I was like, this looks like a lot like Octopath Traveler. It has that 2D sprite characters in a 3d environment very cool and i was like oh my god is this is this 16 travelers is this are we we here um and then it was like there are three factions that are divided in a war and i'm like hell yeah three houses esque thing and it's also weirdly serendipitously we just talked about final fantasy tactics advance it's like a tactics rpg with like heavy bioware decisions so it's kind of like Everything I love in one place, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really put off by the title until I realized it was a working title. I'm like, thank God, because like Triangle Wars is not working for me. Dude, Project um, Triangle Strategy is such a good name. I, I, <laughs> people are dunking on that name. I would love if they called it Project Triangle Strategy. Why not? As the trailer went on, though, like this is so my shit. I think I will. I'm really excited for this. I'm definitely going to play the demo. We might talk about it sometime soon. Me too. Um, I mean, think back to our conversation. Our literal, actual first episode of this podcast that we released was our conversation about Octopath Traveler. Um, yeah. And and our conversations about that game were pretty much centered around the fact that like we didn't really like that a lot of the characters didn't interact and we didn't really get to learn a lot about them and like the combat was really fun, but it gets tiresome after a while. And like this seems like it kind of solves all of the problems that we had with Octopath Traveler. Not to say that this and Octopath Traveler are like the same or sequels or whatever, but it very clearly seems to be the same team. Because um, they mm. they said at the beginning it was like I, I I can't remember the exact words, but it was something along the lines of like the next game in our like two D RPG exploration or whatever. Oh, cool. And and it just feels like they're going to continue making these like interesting experiments that look like this and i'm like so fucking down for that me too because if you if you pare down the eight characters into just like three that you really focus on and have a really 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 strong impact on the way the story leads based on how you interact with those characters like they're going to be giving those characters a lot of personality i think which i think is is wonderful and then adding on top of that the fire emblem-esque combat that i i know you and i like already like it just seems like a home run yeah, this might be a big deal for us. I'm gonna call it now. I think it Yeah. I don't know why. Like at first I was like trying to figure out how I felt about it. And then like by the end I was like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. I'm downloading I downloaded demo. the demo already. Like I have it I have it on Hell the Switch. Yeah. I, I turned it on just to like see what it looked like and I'm gonna play it probably after this. Uh, and I'm, it's I'm there's st- no stoked. release date yet, right? They're like just bear with us. Twenty twenty two. Oh, twenty twenty two. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um what was really interesting about the about the announcement here too was like this game is coming out in 2022. There's a demo available now in February of 2021 and they specifically said we're going to take feedback like we're yeah. going to send you a survey if you play the demo and ask you what you thought about it and use that That's feedback awesome. to make the game better. Yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, I think like the best exi- the best data of like how that can pay off is Hades. You know, Hades yeah. was, it was in early access for 2 years and they really listen to people who were playing it and i mean great team already but like taking your time with something and really like testing it and getting feedback on it it it, it always leads to good results yeah um i so i'm fascinated I'm this. in this and and yeah i i'm right there with you i mean it just feels like wonderful that they're just kind of being so transparent about it it's like yeah play right. a demo and then fill out a survey and then we'll listen to those results and change the game based on that 
I kind of, I, I hope to see more of this. Cause I feel like having that approach, just being like vulnerable enough to be like, Hey, we're all people working on this. And like, we want to hear what you think. And yeah. we also are taking our time with it. I think it's better than like just showing a title and being like sometime soon. And then right. everyone gets frustrated and angry, you know, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for this too. <laughs> that is, I mean, this is a compliment. That is something you would name a game. And like, it's, it's so, it's so silly in like a, in a minimalist way that like, I can hear your laughter when I say project triangle out loud. It's great. It's a great it's name. It's like a world rippled by war. Your decisions will ripple out and then ripple more. Project triangle. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, hey, if they named it that, I'd be down. And also, we thought Octopath Traveler was a dumb name, too, and then that ended up being great, so. That's true, yeah. Because I, I, I think it was Project Octopath, and everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> That's a great name. That should be our podcast name, Project Octopath. I have such a kinship with that game, even though it has its flaws. Yeah. I think because it was our first episode, I think it, it kind of... It did a lot for you and I as a game and as like an inspiration. I very frequently consider going back and playing that game again. Yeah, I think I will too. I mean, I got I put in like forty hours, and it was like you're halfway through. I'm like, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will. I would be down to go back. Also, it might come up in our soundtracks episode. Oh, so, okay, that's fun. Yeah. Very um, excited for that. By the way, after that, we got an announcement from a new game by Zynga. A company most people probably forgot existed. Star Wars Hunters. <laughs> Wait, it's by Zynga? Yeah. Farmville? Yeah. Then they make a Star Wars game. They're making a Star Wars game, yeah. No, that feels so dystopian. No relation why. to EA at all, because EA okay. no longer has the exclusivity rights to be making Star Wars games. And uh, they're making, they're making a, a game called Star Wars Hunters, which honestly to me just sounded... I, we we got like nothing from this trailer at all, but it yeah. seemed to me like it might be a Star Wars battle royale. Which like, why not? Whatever. I look if it's like a fr- everything Zynga makes is free to play. If it's a free to play battle royale game set in the Star Wars universe, like I will try it. That's how I feel about it. If I can give them five dollars to play as Kit Fisto, you got me. You got oh, me. Oh shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. That's all I got. Dude, where's the where's the Kit Fisto like solo game? You know, <laughs> Kit sixty four. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait yeah, a second. Intro. I love that. This. Will open the like Nintendo's like we know we've been really bad about game preservation. Here is the virtual N sixty four library and leading the way, lighting the path is Kit with his green lightsaber and and squid like tendrils. Kit sixty four. Uh, you guessed it. Kit sixty four on the Switch. Oh my god! Yeah, if they were like, we made a we made a new N sixty four game with the Star Wars license, and it's Kit Fisto sixty four. <laughs> Holy shit! I actually have no idea how that would be received. I think like it would either be only you and I are happy, and everyone else is furious, <laughs> or like world peace is attained. No, no, something... this is good. Actually, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> we get killed because we like it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Hunters. What's next? Save your guillotines for the billionaires, not the two kids that like Kit Fisto. <laughs> that was my diary in most of middle school. Um, <laughs> what's next? Uh, oh man, next is the weirdest fucking trailer. Um, oh no. There, there's a game that's coming out. 
It's by the team that made Mario Kart Live Circuit, I think is the name of it, which is that that uh, Mario the Kart toy game. One. Yeah, it's like the the RC cars uh, that that have like a kind of augmented reality thing going on. You can play Mario Kart in your house with like RC cars. They they're making a game called Knockout City, which seems to be like oh, a competitive I dodgeball. I, I, I actually hated this. Really? Like, I really <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did not like this trailer at all. I don't feel bad saying it. That's it the just, thing. It, I think the trailer was terrible, but I'm yeah. interested in the game. I, I just, I felt nothing about the game and I hated the trailer. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's nice people involved, but I just, I, I, I really hated my time watching it. I get it. I really get it. Cause yeah, I mean, the, the trailer was really, really, really bizarre. And then the game itself, like from an art direction, cause the trailer had this really interesting concept where you had like a person who looked like they were like Call of Duty adjacent or like maybe Fortnite adjacent. And then you had a, 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 an like orc a who very, yeah. very like World of Warcraft. And then this like uh, sprite art, like really well animated, um, like yeah. 2D kind of sprite princess um, who all just had these like great personalities um, who were talking about this game. And I was hoping that when they cut to the actual game itself, it would also be this like power clash of aesthetic. And then it ended up looking just like very generic in a way that really bummed me out. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I would have liked to see that as well. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, did, it, it didn't really work for me. I mean, I, I, I would be into the idea of a competitive dodgeball game, but uh, unfortunately, it like wasn't good. I mean, the the Call of Duty guy was like, man, I really wish I could catch bullets with my hands. It was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. So that's dodge, dodgeball, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Up next, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection coming June 10th. It's out June 10th. <laughs> Up next was uh, <laughs> by the creators of the Danganronpa series and the Zero Escape series, um, a game called World's End Club. Which yeah. I love the the trailer for this because it starts off if you if you know the Danganronpa games or the Zero Escape games this trailer like rules because it's essentially like oh my god there's a bunch of kids and they're trapped in an aquarium and it's kind of like the Saw movies where if they can't solve the puzzle and get their uh get their uh way out they're all gonna die um and then like it just it just ends or like actually maybe maybe not maybe that's not the video game and then it ends up being a completely different game after that which i i thought was a really <laughs> wonderful bait and switch yeah um, yeah i yeah. i think like this is another one where like in a post 13 sentinels world i really want to play this yeah um, i just need a little bit more information like i didn't get a lot from the trailer here me too it seemed um, more like they wanted to like uh fuck around with fans of of the zero escape games than like actually bring new people in which i think is fine for your announcement at least. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I'm curious to see what it's about. I mean, I like the art style, so, you know. Me too, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, uh, I have heard from many people that I would love both of those franchises, so um, who knows, maybe my entry into like this developer's whole shtick is World's End Club. Coming May 28th yeah. to the Nintendo Switch. Ooh, cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm very interested in it. Um, after that, we uh, got an announcement for the expansion pass for Age of Calamity, which uh, includes, you guessed it, more characters, more levels, and more weapons. Hell yeah. I've heard, I mean, I know a lot of people who really enjoyed that game. I didn't end up picking it up, despite enjoying the demo. Same. Um, I just sort of like, I think you and I were interested in, in what it would do as a prequel narratively, and that's kind of what I unanimously heard 
was not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it seems like if you like the characters and you want to fight goblins as them, it's a great time, which is also like totally needed. Like playing as Urbosa and is kicking ass, I would pay for that. And I probably will eventually at some point. <laughs> um, I think so too. I think I will probably yeah. end up picking up Age of Calamity at some point. Um, yeah. I think you yeah. and I were like, because it was at the end of the year, it was in Goaty season where like, is this like a contender we got to pick up right away? And it, it seemed like it wasn't. But I think you and I will, will pick it up as soon as it's on sale and like have a great time with it. Kind yeah. Of thing. I imagine at some point there will be like a deluxe edition that will include this DLC. And then you, that's the you, one you and I will pick. That's it up. what I did with Hyrule Warriors. I got the Switch deluxe version. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, after that, this one made me sad. They uh, they uh, didn't even show it, but they announced that they were going to release the final trailer for Bravely Default 2. And they were like, stay tuned for after the Nintendo Direct when we reveal this trailer, which made me very sad because this is a game that like I have seen so many ads for on Twitter and Instagram and just everywhere. I keep seeing Nintendo advertise this game and I've heard nobody say that they're excited about it. Not a single soul I've I've talked to has been like, you know what game I'm looking forward to? It's Bravely Default 2. I realize I'm like nether Steven this episode because I'm like going against the grain in so many ways. This is, a, this is a game that you assumed when it was first announced that I would be pumped for and I like wasn't at all. Yeah. I played the first, the, so the first one came out, uh, there was Bravely Default on uh, 3DS. Um it was a beautiful game. Like the the the, yes. the look of the environments was like stunning. And there were some really creative settings too. Like there was one where like there was a town in a volcano, but it was like in like a suit of armor, basically. Like this really cool stuff. Really cool music. And the combat was interesting because it had sort of like a Final Fantasy V approach where you can switch characters' jobs like on the fly. So yeah. like a lot of creativity with that. And also as the title kind of alludes to every turn you could either use brave which like uh brave or default <laughs> which default was basically defending and you would get like a stored up point and the next turn if you use brave you can do two actions in one turn so kind of like octopath did later you can like store up like a bunch of turns at once to like kind of mess with the turn order in a turn-based combat game yeah the story just sucked so bad i had to bounce from it that was when we were working for a video game website and i volunteered to review it and i told the editor like i can't do this this is so like i am so furious playing this because i'm i'm so frustrated by the things i like and the things i don't but at the end of the day that type of game needs a good story and i just like idia she was cool. Very cool character. Everyone else can go straight to hell. I hated the time I had with that game. <laughs> so, and I actually, just because in the spirit of the show, you and I sometimes work ourselves up and we prevent ourselves from having a good experience. I downloaded the demo Bravely Default 2 and played a bit of it oh. and like was, was also so put off by the characters that I deleted it off my Switch. Oh my God. I had no idea yeah. that you did that. Yeah. So... I'm not I'm not telling you to not get it, but I did not have a good time with it. So whatever you think of me and my taste in games, that's what that statement means. Just, but it could also mean nothing. Yeah. This is just more reverse fuel on the reverse fire, I think. Uh, <laughs> Here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. We Our whole show is about the things we love. I think it's important to sometimes talk about the things we don't love <laughs> to make sure that light grows brighter. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. Sometimes we have to be the Mortagon to our luminary. 
to make sure that the heroism shines even more. I just feel uh, like so there, sorry for that. I just feel like there are some people at Nintendo who were like, I don't know why Bravely Default Two is not becoming a thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I see the ad dollars they're spending yeah, on my own Twitter I mean, account. I could be so wrong. I could be so wrong. I was wrong before. I'm often wrong. I could be so wrong, but I did not have a good time with the demo. I did not have a good time with the first one. There was also a sequel on 3DS where they made Tiz like edgy. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, they made a sequel. And it wasn't Bravely, Bravely Second. Second. Yeah. <laughs> so there's Bravely Default, Bravely Second, and then Bravely Default 2. Kind of like Chronicles is like what I, I'm afraid people think Fire Emblem is. I feel like Bravely Second is like what Final Fantasy sounds yeah, like dude. to people who aren't in the know. What are they doing? All right. I don't know, man. Let's move on. Move on, on. Up next, after Bravely Default 2's final trailer was announced but not shown, was uh, Saga Frontier Remastered, um, which I don't know anything about Saga Frontier. Saga Frontier? Saga Frontier. That's what it's called. Should I say it again? Saga Frontier. I don't know what this is. Do you know what this is? I gotta Google. Um, it's, it's some kind of RPG from Square Enix at some point that is being remastered for the Nintendo Switch. That's what I know. What, yeah, I know nothing about this. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's coming to the Nintendo Switch. What I do know about Saga Frontier Remastered specifically, that is the reason I want to talk about it at all, is there's been this, like, really interesting conversation that's been happening online recently. I, I, I just talked about this um, on Good Morning Video Games a, a week or so ago, something like that. But there's been this, like, really interesting movement to take old games that have, like, those pre-rendered backgrounds, like the old Final Fantasy games, and yeah. run them through AI that upscales them and like makes it look really good because a lot of those original files, a lot of those like original pre-rendered backgrounds just like are gone. Like they didn't like keep those files, so they're just like lost to time. From what I understand, that was a lot of the reason that Final Fantasy VIII didn't come out for a long time oh, was like they couldn't yeah, find yeah. a lot of the files that they needed to be able to re-release that game. So people have figured out ways to take the original background files from those games. Uh, and and run them through an AI that upscales them in a way that looks like remastered, essentially. Like to take a 300 by 300 uh, pixel JPEG and blow it up to like a 3000 by 3000 JPEG and have it look awesome. And this is the first game that Square Enix is releasing in which they actually use that themselves. Because usually it's like modders who are like releasing PC mods uh, where they yeah. go through and they release those. Um, but but Square Enix is actually using it themselves to to upscale a lot of the pre-rendered backgrounds in this game, which I think is really cool. I have no idea what this game is, but I'm really glad that Square Enix is doing that. And I'm wondering if we're going to see that show up in any other capacity, um, you know, it, in like future Final Fantasy releases or things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a cool idea. That's that's a really that's a really interesting point. Yeah, I mean, I was actually recently streaming uh, Final Fantasy X remastered, and like that game has a little bit of that, weirdly enough, where like. When you go in a house or like in a tent or something, it has like a pre-rendered FF8, FF7 look to it. Um, it looks yeah. much better on the remaster. I wonder what the approach was there on Square's end. Yeah, I, yeah. Ha- I have to assume that it was like just people going in and like retouching it or remaking them from scratch or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. But it, it's cool to see them like specifically say like, okay, yeah, we're just going to run this stuff through AI because it's at the point where it can handle that um and like be release ready um i think that's really cool i'm I'm very interested to see what that looks like um after that was ghosts and goblins resurrection which is weirdly the second ghosts and goblins uh showing we've seen in this nintendo direct because it's also included in the capcom 
arcade collection or whatever. Um, this is like a full remake of Ghosts and Goblins. I have I have no emotional <laughs> connection to this game at all. I definitely did play it at some point in my life and probably thought it was too hard and put it down. My mo- my main connection to Ghosts and Goblins is is getting really into Marvel vs. Capcom three, and Arthur was one of the characters you can play as. No way. Yeah, so like he you know would throw like lances horizontally, and if he got hit, his armor would fall off, and he'd like be in his boxers. Um, That's awesome. Which is very funny. Like he does in the game. Yeah. So I learned, and actually, there's another character from that series in Marvel vs. Capcom. So I only learned about it through that. But it, it's a beloved game. I mean, it's a yes classic side scroller. It's very hard. That's like kind of what you're getting in for. So good Halloween game for sure. Yeah, spooky season. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I'll play it. Whatever. Um. After that was I think the thing that made me the most nervous of the entire Nintendo Direct, which was the physical edition of Hades. So they announced that Hades is going to get a physical release, and the way that they pitched this right at the beginning was the physical edition comes with some extras. And I was like, what does that mean? Because like, if I can play as Mario and Hades or something, like, <laughs> like if, there, if there's literally like any additional content in the actual video game itself, I was going to be like, really fucked up i think but it ended up being like you get a download code for the soundtrack and then you also get an art book that's like high res art and portraits of every character in the game which is really cool if you like hades enough to go get that like that's a cool package i'm just very glad they didn't add anything to the actual game itself just for this version oh yeah i mean i i kind of read it as like uh there was a limited edition physical release of celeste as well it feels like every like big indie hit gets this for like totally for a limited time or for whatever you get to get the physical game and there's like a little bit extra i wonder if we're going to move towards a world where it becomes like by default you get games digitally but if you get them physically there's a reason to which i'm a big fan of like not to put more work on anyone but it's like kind of like getting something on vinyl these days like you want that kind of like more intimate experience Mm -hmm. getting a game physically where there's an art book like in the celeste i got i've purchased Celeste three times at this point in the celeste physical edition uh there's like a very classic like instruction booklet that you would get like with a super nintendo game it's amazing i love it oh that's Uh, awesome that's really cool yeah so i'm very i was very into this announcement i think i think i might get it yeah to be honest yeah yeah i i I think I, I just had this like real whiplash of like, oh my God, what if there's actually something included in the game itself that's going to make me need to get the physical edition? Um, and then it was like, oh, actually, this is just like a very nice collector's edition. Uh, yeah. So that was nice. Um, after that was, the, was like the, the back-to-back big hits, I think. Um, so Aonuma, who is known for being like the creative lead on Zelda and has been for a pretty long while at this point, um, showed up and was like hey i know you think i'm about to talk about breath of the wild 2 and i'm not (laughs) i'm not gonna do that (laughs) he's like we plan on talking more about that game at a later date is the way that they phrased it um which uh i i I was happy to see them just be upfront about that i think yeah same it's similar to we talked about with the with the triangle game of just being like here's where we're at here's what we want yeah here's what you can expect i think that's the way to do it yeah, much better than them not saying anything about it literally at all. Um, right. So what ended up getting announced was a Switch port. It has been long rumored for a long while. People have thought that this was coming. It's a Switch port of Skyward Sword. It's called Skyward Sword HD. It's coming July 16th. 
And it is bizarre. So I think like the big rumor that we've heard for a long time is that there's going to be a Zelda 35th anniversary collection in the same spirit as the Mario 35th anniversary collection that included 64 uh, Sunshine and Galaxy. And that this one was going to have Wind Waker, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword with Skyward Sword being like the new port to Switch. And and um, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess got their HD remakes for for the Wii U, so that would just be like we're just bringing those over. This is just Skyward Sword being announced by itself and being released by itself in July, which I think is really fascinating. My big question was, okay, how is it going to control? Because the big thing about Skyward Sword was that it used the Wii Motion Plus controller. You had to like get a, a physical attachment onto your uh, Wiimote to like turn it into a Wiimote Plus controller, or you had to buy like an upgraded Wii, uh, Wii remote that had Wii Motion Plus built in, which is like full one-to-one arm tracking that would allow you to run around and like Link's arm would exactly match your arm as you uh, swung the sword around. And they worked a lot of those motions into the gameplay. So like certain enemies could only be killed if you slash them at a certain angle and things like that. Um, so the big question was like, how do they port that to the Switch? Because I don't think the 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 Joy Cons have one to one control like that. Uh, at least that was my thought. And and the solution seems to be that first of all, they do. Uh, you can actually use the Joy Cons to play this game exactly the way you played it on the Wii, if that's your jam. But I didn't want to do that at all. And I was really, I really wanted to know what, what was going to be the solution for people who wanted to play like in handheld mode or on the Switch Lite, for example, or on their pro controllers. And it seems to be that their move is that you control your sword and you control the way you slash your sword with the right analog stick. You swipe it in a certain direction and that's the way that Link will like slash uh, with, with his sword. And I'm like real up in the air about it. I like really don't know how I feel. I'm, I'm going to have to get my hands on it, but I'm like, so I don't know. I'm a little ambivalent about both control schemes. I'm not like over the moon about either of them. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm a little bit more positive on this announcement. I mean, I'll say this. I mean, I did not expect Breath of the Wild 2. And like you, I appreciated that they just said that's not going to happen today. Um, but I was, I was kind of, exp- I mean, I was really hoping for Wind Waker. That was like the Me one. Too. Yeah. I was surprised they announced just Skyward Sword. That yes. was my biggest surprise. Where Same. it's like, this is like famously the least liked Zelda. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And and here's the deal. I know very well, like there's enough in that game to really love that I, I, I guarantee when you and I replay it on Switch, which I will be getting it. <laughs> when you uh, when you and I play it again, <laughs> I guarantee we'll, we will be able to speak very positively about the experience. I think so too. Um, I really loved that game's approach to, uh, well, I mean, like the, the direct said it directly, uh, for lack of a better word, they um, said like this game introduced a lot of features that were used later on. It introduced the stamina meter, which was used heavily in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Crafting the paraglider. Crafting, like a lot of RPGE stuff going on. I also really loved that game's like beginning hours, like meeting Zelda and Groose, who like, Groose is the reason to get Skyward Sword. Yeah, I will totally. die on the Groose Hill. Uh, you put Bulk from Power Rangers in a Zelda game, and I couldn't be more thankful. <laughs> uh, he's just an incredible character. I also just really love Zelda in that game. Like You get to know her on a really personal level, at least from what I, I haven't played the game since college, but I remember like feeling really attached to Zelda as a character, 
in a way I never had been before. I imagine she can she pales in comparison to how Zelda is portrayed in Breath of the Wild, but I still have very fond memories of of her character in that game. And like, if memory serves, it felt like it was the first time she was really given a character other than Wind Waker when there was you know a new uh, a new Zelda character basically. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil a Wind Waker in twenty twenty one. Sorry, yeah. just in case. I'm with you. I mean, I've actually enjoyed the few games I've had to use motion controls for on the Switch. I've been surprised at how well it works. I think because for most games they let you recalibrate automatically with press of a button yeah so like that really like there's a few stages in mario 3d world that are like in this stage you have to use motion controls like why but it works fine um so i think that will be fine i actually am not like i think that that was the best way like i didn't think that they would even add an option for non-motion controls in the skyward sword port so like the fact that they thought about that like there are people who won't want to do this or who can't do this i think i was happy to see um, like you, I think I'll have to play it to know how well it works because we're so conditioned to think of the second analog stick as the camera that using it to to attack will be different. Yeah. But that whole game is kind of like a different approach anyway. So I think like you probably will get used to it, but we'll see. Um, I'm excited to revisit it. I was very surprised that they were like, let's go all in on Skyward Sword as like a standalone announcement. This would be something that would be way better off just tweeted. Because I think like at this point in time, like, I'm sure there are fans of this specific game that are very happy about this, but like to save it for the end of the first direct in a very long time, it feels like exactly the conditions that like worked against the game when it came out, where it was like that game came out at the very, very end of the Wii's lifespan. Uh, it was like the, 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 the era of Wii U was looming overhead. Right. The year of Luigi. Yeah. Where Nintendo lost $400 million was soon approaching <laughs> and they made Skyward Sword. And like, I enjoyed it, it, but it was at the same time it was the only Zelda game that I I moved on from. It's the only Zelda game that I played that I eventually just put down. Me too. So, yeah, kind of weird. I that being said, I'm pretty, and I don't know why I don't have any data on this, but I'm fairly confident that uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess will be ported over at some point. They've ported over every other big Wii U game. They already have the HD titles. It just makes sense. Then again, it makes sense and it's Nintendo, so who knows? But I, I think it would be exceptionally bizarre. My opinion Nintendo would 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 change even further if they just did Skyward Sword HD and left Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U forever. Yeah. That just feels that feels especially bizarre. I think because like this is still the first half of the year. I'm hopeful that, like, as this year of Zelda stuff progresses, they'll, like, release the other two, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'm just too optimistic. Yeah, I'm I'm so curious to see if we see those other two games, because they, they released, or they announced that they're releasing this game. They also announced that they're releasing special Joy-Cons just for Skyward Sword. Which are, like, cute, but that's also, like, where Nintendo gets very evil, where they're like, you have to buy this special controller. Uh, thankfully, it's like, you don't have to get it. It's just, like, a novelty item. Yeah. But, like, that's something that they did all the time in the Wii, where, like, yeah, you can get Star Fox 64, but you've got to get the classic controller that you plug into your nunchuck for right. $40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, what, what I'm just wondering is, like, is it going to be a situation where it's like, here's Skyward Sword HD and the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons. Here's Twilight Princess HD and the Twilight Princess Joy-Cons. Here's Wind Waker HD and the Wind Waker Joy-Cons. Like, is it going to be that? Because at the moment, 
it seems like I mean, well, this game is going to be sixty dollars first of all. Like Skyward Sword HD is straight up sixty dollars. So like I, that kind of throws the idea of an HD collection out the window pretty much immediately. Yeah. Um, right. So it just seems like that's not going to happen. Like like the the Zelda thirty fifth anniversary HD collection that we thought was going to happen is like pretty much gone. So is it going to be all three games released separately and they each have their own like time in the spotlight like this? I'm I'm okay with that. I would much as long as it happens, as long as the things get released, I'm like cool with it. But um, if I'll it, buy if it's it just we'll Skyward Sword. If they yeah, if they if were it. literally like, <laughs> here's the least liked Zelda game getting its HD port and its own Joy-Cons on the Nintendo Switch and everything else that you like and are anticipating is not going to happen. Like that, that is that rough. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm, I'm grateful for the experience. I mean, actually, I don't have my copy of uh, Skyward Sword anymore. So like I, I'm happy to be able to get it. But yeah. like you said, if there's no Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, it's like what you are truly on another plane of existence from how people feel. Yes. <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it is it's just this like weird Uh, disconnect from expectation and like desire even you know yeah it's it's the exact kind of mentality that puts you in a in a headspace where you don't release earthbound on the nintendo switch you know (laughs) just because you don't think that people are interested in it so i don't know but that said i exactly echoing your thoughts like i liked a lot of what i played of skyward sword and i'm really excited to play it again like i i think that this game is more maligned than anything else. I, th- I think it's like really shooting for the moon. In a lot of instances, one of the things that people really didn't like about it was how kind of like just narrative and railroaded it kind of felt like they were really trying to tell a story with this game. Personally, at the time that I played it, just like trying to think back on my own experience, I thought it was really successful at that. Um, I just ended up not finishing it. Uh, but, I liked the narrative a lot. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the reason it fell short was that like, it's it's actually borrowing a lot from Wind Waker in some ways. You're in the sky. You have like this bird that you ride on, but the sky felt so small. Yeah. Like you know, in Wind Waker, it, you had this. I mean, people complain about how long it took to sail everywhere. I love that personally. That's subjective. Whatever they they sped it up in the HD version, but like in Skyward Sword, it's like you had like you're in the sky, and there are three areas to go to, and then you have to revisit those same three areas. So like. The, the the game's narrative, I thought, was actually very fun, and I liked it. The reason I bounced is, like, it just felt so uh, kind of boxed in. And Fee is your sidekick. And, yeah. like, Fee... There, I, I hope they fix this in the HD version. I'm not trying to be mean against Fee. But, like, <laughs> throughout the entire game, in, every, in any Zelda game, when you're at less than three hearts, it starts beeping. And it's like, you're at low health. Look out. Yeah. When that happens for the first time in Skyward Sword, Fee is like, you're le- at less than three hearts. I was like, okay. I kind of knew that because it was beeping and like <laughs> blinking red. But thanks, Fee. I appreciate you looking out for me. The thing about Fee is that she doesn't stop reminding you that. Yeah. So every time you're at less than three hearts, and this sounds very nitpicky, and, and dear listener, I'm not a nitpicky person. Fee is infuriating in that game. Like, I've never been more annoyed at a psychic. People give Navi shit. Navi is, is blessed. I love Navi. I would take Navi for a lifetime over a day with Fee. No more Fee. Thank you. That's I also my, remember that in that game uh, a, a really weird thing. So uh, in, in Twilight Princess, for example, if you pick up, like, uh, I don't know, one of the 50 rupee things, it'll be like, you got 50 oh, rupees. Yeah. So you, like, yeah. know what color rupee is associated with, with how much, you know? And then after that happens, it'll never happen again. In Skyward Sword, they reset that. 
that like trigger every single time you turn the game off or turn it back on. So like if you turn it on and you get like a like a slime ball, it'll be like you got a slime ball. And then the next time you get a slime ball, it won't do it again. But if you save the game, quit and then turn it back on again, the next time you get a slime ball, it'll give you that like you got a slime ball. You can use it to do this, this and this, which is like wild to me. So I'm hoping that they fix that, too. I don't know why that that is like so burned into my head. But the other thing that I'll no, say that's nice yeah. about Skyward Sword before we like move on from it and, and continue dunking on it or whatever is about to happen next. I love the art style. They specifically oh, reference that they like studied a lot of French impressionism uh, when they were like deciding what the art style for that game was going to be. And it so works. It is so pretty. I really it, like it. Here, Here's the deal. It's a Zelda game. Like when we say it's the least like Zelda game, it's and I said this before and I stand by it. My my take on Skyward Sword is if it wasn't Zelda, it would be a beloved cult classic on the Wii that everyone totally. backs the Kickstarter for to bring back. <laughs> because it was a Zelda game, I think it was a little bit, you know, less than. Right. And I think because when it came out, it came out like at the end of the Wii, everyone was kind of over the idea of motion controls being appealing was like out the window, you know? Yeah. So like I it really I remember the first thought I had with playing Skyward Sword was like this should have been the launch game for the Wii. This, like, mm. If that was the launch game, it would have been a night and day reception, I think. Yeah. Because, um, like, you know, everyone loved Wii Sports. Everyone was, like, hungry for a game. And people even wanted that. Because Twilight Princess was, by all means, a GameCube game that then had Wii Motion added on later, I think. Yeah. You know? Like, and it kind of worked for that. Because I think, like, you know, you could aim with the bow, with the Wii remote, and, like, to slash the story, you just sort of waggled. I didn't mind the motion controls in that game. They were just sort of there because they had to be. But in, in Skyward Sword, they were built around that, which kind of leads to funny things. Like Link is constantly running around with the, with the sword like it's like a ice cream cone melting, <laughs> which is kind of bizarre. But yeah. it's, still, it's still a beautiful time. Like you're still going to have a great time playing that game, especially the first like five hours. French kiss, or chef kiss, French impression. <laughs> French kiss. It's French kiss. The Nintendo <laughs> Switch. <laughs> You're going to make out with Skyward Sword Groose. <laughs> He's handsome. I'll tell you that much. Wow. Yeah, actually, Zelda has the kind of like French New Wave bangs, now that I think about it. Totally. Um, yeah. We, I think we're going to fall in love with that game when we play it again. Me too. I said that in the... So, I, dear listener, yeah. I, I did a live stream of, of, the, of the Nintendo Direct as it was happening, uh, and I said that as it was happening. I was like, I'm dunking on this game a lot. I'm going to eat my words when I play that thing. and I love it. I'm going to talk about yeah. this game very highly when it comes out. I also think like it's going to come out this summer. There's like, hopefully knock on wood, salt on my shoulder. There's a chance that we'll be able to like see more people. Mm. I'll be ready for motion controls. My guy, <laughs> I'll be ready to move, you know? Yeah. So I don't mind. I'll give me a one-to-one link game. I don't care. Yeah. I'll do it. They call I'll me, dance. they call me. We motion plus <laughs> me motion plus baby. Mythopia. Uh, but yeah, I mean I think I think it's 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 just poor timing. Like I, I think at the end of the day, we both like this game, we want to play it, and we're happy it's on Switch, but announcing it in in the rumored buzz of a collection or Breath of the Wild 2, and you're just getting Skyward Sword is like it's like, oh my god, there's a rumored new Star Wars uh movie, and it's gonna be directed by someone we all love and respect. Oh my god, a new Star Wars movie, I can't wait. And they're like the fifth element is on laser disc. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I'll take it, but it's not what I wanted. Yeah. But yeah, that's where we're at. It's a fifth element situation, which, <laughs> hey, great time. I love that movie. The last thing that was announced, uh, that, you know, it was, their, it was their one more thing, which I, I was just thinking of you the whole time. 
So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it. Actually, do you even want to talk about it? Maybe you just maybe you should uh, say what it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is my big one. So, like, I think we're kind of on the same page of, like, Triangle Tactics game and Mario Golf being, like, and Monster Hunter being, like, okay, these are the ones. This is something I did not expect at all. They announced Splatoon 3, which, like, I, I'm a huge, like, I don't talk about Splatoon as much as I want to. I don't play Splatoon as much as I want to. Yeah. But I love Splatoon so much. I think it's one of the games that I got introduced to via the show. Like, I missed it on the Wii U. I think I played a bit at a friend's house and was like so intrigued by it. And I finally got Splatoon 2 on the Wii. Excuse me. God damn it. This is a tough episode. Uh, I got Splatoon 2 on the Switch. And by all means, Splatoon 2 kind of feels like there's a lot of cool additions from Splatoon 1, but it kind of feels like it's in the same vein as like, here are the hits from the Wii U that we're just bringing over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They just happen to call it Splatoon 2. But that game fucking rules. I just love like that i have the art book of splatoon because i just love the look of that world so much it's kind of like it's these it's the exact art style that i i inexplicably like love to see and love to try to emulate in my own drawings of like this clash of like an effortlessly cool style with like just grotesque creations <laughs> around you so just that shot of like the inkling on the bus with like just the real ass fish is like yeah it's perfect. It kind of it reminds me a lot of Jimmy Hewlett's art, who does the gorillas. And yeah, like totally. A lot of um, uh, Jet Set Radio influence as well, with like the city square and the fashion and everything. I just love this game, and and it's so much fun. And it, and it kind of I think it's like a microcosm of what I really admire about a lot of Nintendo design, where they just choose a mechanic and build the game around it. So mm, like, yeah, it feels like they made the mechanic of swimming in the paint before they decided it would be a shooter. Because that alone is so much fun to do. Yeah. For those who don't know, I mean, Splatoon, you, you know, you have these variety of weapons that are, you know, range from like water guns, like giant paintbrushes, and you paint an environment and you can swim in that paint to like go faster and to replenish your ammo. But it's a third person team based shooter. Um, and alongside Overwatch, it was the only shooter I could really get into. And I just loved my time with Splatoon 2. And like, They've been updating it a lot, so I was like, kind of hoping, like, okay, with all the like, they they ended at Splatoon two. They were like, okay, that's the last update, and then like months later, they started adding new stuff to like kind of rejuvenate the hype for it. So in the back of mind, I was like, there there could be something Splatoon related yeah. here. Yeah, totally. To not expect a third ass game to come out. It looks really cool. I mean, there's no gameplay. It it was just a cinematic trailer. But even just from the trailer, my guess would be that there would be a higher emphasis on single player. It seems that way. It, yeah, absolutely. It, it opens with like, uh, my first thought was Horizon Zero Inc. Because it was like <laughs> this like de- open desert with an inkling where you choose their appearance and, and they have like a sidekick fish thing. So I'm like, okay, this feels like a like 2D and, uh, excuse me, this feels like 2D. My mind's all over the place. Uh, like a, a, a 2B and like pod scenario in this like open environment yeah and very near automata-esque uh y- you see the eiffel tower upside down dug into the desert as well right um, wild. so and, and the and the big piece of dlc for splatoon 2 which i highly recommend it's like one of our first episodes we talked about the octo expansion that expansion is like really cool and it's kind of the single player that was missing from the core game it's really tough but it's like very interesting if you want that kind of experience because like the the bulk of your Splatoon time is going to be playing with people online. And I think because it's a Nintendo game, it's like 
kind of in this like constant war of like we are an online multiplayer game on the switch yeah <laughs> how do we exist right um but it looks like you know i i hope that with a third game they can strike that balance better giving you like a really good single player adventure like i enjoyed what was there on splatoon 2 but i really loved octo expansion and it just seems like that's where their head is at with this one if i had to guess but i just love that world so much i mean i think it might be a similar team to animal crossing and they're just so good at like whoever they are they're so good at making a setting that you want to be in and and just the customization of like fashion and weapons and Everything about that game, I just adore. I'm a huge fan of that game. Yeah, I all, I really really loved the first Splatoon on the Wii U and the sequel on the Switch. Um, so I mean, any more Splatoon is good by me. I'm so glad that like of all the IP that Nintendo throws at the wall, like to try out, uh, which doesn't happen very frequently, but when they do, it's like pretty high profile. You know, like Arms was like a big one. You know, um, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that Splatoon like stuck around and they continue to invest in like making it a, an IP that people care about. Um, Me too, I, I it, love these games. I really do. It feels like it should have been a cult hit on the Dreamcast that was forgotten about, yeah. but it's a Nintendo IP in the present. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm so thankful for this. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am. So, I mean, it comes out next year, which is kind of a bummer, but like, whatever I'm, I'm I'll, I will get it when it comes out and I will have a great time with it. Yeah. Also, uh, probably worth mentioning, like after what happened with Metroid Prime Four, like I really think that this is actually going to come out in 2022. So, like I, I think this is like a pretty locked date, if I had to guess. I, it seems like Nintendo is less interested in throwing out dates that they can't hit anymore, because uh, they know what kind of like weird PR shit that 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 brings up. <laughs> yeah, I think as as unpredictable as they are, I think they only announce stuff that's going to come out like within the ballpark of when they say it will yeah, you know yeah um i mean like even animal crossing they had to delay it. like it came out like still within the f- within a 5 month frame yeah um um yeah so that that was the direct was uh, it it ended with splathreen um <laughs> so i don't know i there's some really good stuff in here and a lot of stuff i like not only am uninterested in but like actively don't want near me yeah uh, same but you know at the end of the day there's stuff that i like and that's cool so that's exactly how i feel it, it, you know it was it was an emotional roller coaster but like i'm walking out with excitement about monster hunter splatoon 3 uh triangles and uh mario golf if you just if i got a i mean there was a leak which i avoided but if i was just told those four things i'm like yeah that's good yeah i was expecting one thing I would have been happy with one. I yes. got triangles. I got golf. I got Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, and Splatoon Three. Yeah, it's it's weird to sit one. there and like need to like reframe your your way of thinking. You know, it's like oh, there were thirty five announcements. I don't know how many there were, but there were thirty five announcements, and I only liked four of them. Like that's not a great hit rate. It's like well, they make video games for all kinds of different people, friend. And if you like even one of them, then that's great. You have a video game that you're excited about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is all this is all icing. You know. Yeah, I, I'm not owed anything. I'm just like a person who exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, waiting for 2022, baby. Yeah, I'm interested to see if there's uh, going to be like another big direct like this come summertime for the end of the year, you know, like for the second half of 2021. Like what we still don't know what like the holiday switch game is going to be, for example. Um, so, right. Yeah. Which I, I assume this year there will be one. I don't think it's going to be Breath of the Wild 2, but I think there will be something because there kind of wasn't one this year. 
you know? Yeah. And it, if if nothing else, it felt like this director was like, okay, we got to catch up kind of thing. Like it, it had that energy. Absolutely. To it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we, yeah, we didn't get anything but the partner directs last year. So it seemed like there was just like a lot of like pent up Nintendo announcements that needed to happen at some point. I mean, if I had to guess my, my original thought, I didn't think there was going to be a Nintendo direct like this anytime soon. My, my thought was that we were going to get a Pokemon direct towards the end of the month because they're coming close to their 25th anniversary. And they've said there's gonna be a whole year of announcements for the Pokemon 25th uh, thing. So, I was really interested to see what that was going to look like. We're coming up on the end of the Mario 35th anniversary, which was like, okay, are they going to end it with something, you know, come around March 31st, like around that era of when they say that all this stuff is going to get delisted. Um, and is that going to take us into a Zelda direct, which will be about all the Zelda stuff that's going to happen for their 35th. So like, I thought that we were going to get like franchise specific directs. And honestly, after watching this, I still think that's a possibility. Like, I still think we're going to get a Pokemon direct sooner than later. Um, I think so. That's going to announce yeah. some stuff. And if I had to get, if I had to like be really wild speculative, like out of fucking nowhere, I would say that the big holiday game for the Switch is going to be a new Pokemon game. And I think, wow. if, I think it's going to be a remake of Diamond and Pearl potentially. But like, regardless, I think like the end of the year game is going to be Pokemon again. Well, we know this Pokemon Snap, um, but that won't be the end of the year game. That'll be like a, it's July. Yeah. Game. I forget when they announced that that game is coming out, but I don't think it's the end of the year. Uh, I am excited for that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you're on to something. And I mean, I think like as much as you and I didn't get time to play the uh, Sword and Shield DLC, I like that they are using the DLC model instead of just releasing the game again, if they have been. So like, I am nervous that we're going to get like an ultra Sword and Shield or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We there's no way to predict, but I'm down for whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm here for it. I, I think that the thing that's most notably absent from this direct that like some people were thinking might happen and I didn't think was even close to a possibility, but like could happen for the end of the year. Who knows? I, I don't know. Um, is this is like the new switch, you know, like whatever the switch pro or like new Nintendo switch ends up being like that. That is still like this kind of big like, is this ever going to actually happen kind of situation? Because it just feels like there's a third spot in the switch family of consoles that's like waiting to be filled with something. And and I I would say that there's still a possibility that we could see that in 2021. Uh, but if I had to guess, more likely 2022. Yeah, I mean, I think if this year it will be like a holiday thing, like yeah. it will come with something else. But uh... and honestly, Stephen, the thing that made me think that we're gonna get a a new Switch or a Switch Pro or something in 2022 was the Splatoon three trailer because some of the mm. some of the stuff that was happening visually in that was like it, really it, impressive. It's surprising that the Switch is running this. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, and that that would be such a cool launch title as well. Totally. It, I mean, not that it's a new generation, but it's like an upgrade. Um, yeah. Hopefully available on both, not like a Wario Land three only for Game Boy Color situation. <laughs> yeah. You know? Earthbound only available on the new Nintendo 3DS Virtual <laughs> Console. <laughs> I gotta quit calling shit. I know this is like probably not even a relevant joke anymore. But like calling things new is like such a bad idea. Yeah. The Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap. It's like the is this going to be the last one ever? Right. Is this eternally new? The new one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's new Super Mario Brothers for the DS, and then new Super Mario Brothers 2. Okay, so is the first one just Super Mario Brothers? Well, no, because that already exists now. Very confusing. Stop yeah, calling things good. new. Yeah. The new Switch. The new it's gonna Nintendo be that. Switch. I, I feel it's a strong one. I really want it to be the Nintendo Switch Advance. <laughs> 
Switch Cube. Switch 64. <laughs> Switch, Switch Cube is... We got to email the developers of Triangle Wars and be like, have you considered yeah. Every Cube? time you mention that game, you have a new name for it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can't remember. Triangle Wars actually sounds great. Triangle Wars that does would, sound good. I would play that. Yeah. I would absolutely play that. Um, the, the story of that game is that you're fighting in the Salt Iron Wars. Which I love. And there's the name right there, Salt Iron Wars. Salt, yeah, Salt Perfect. Iron. Yeah, just called Salt Iron. Yeah, Salt Iron Triangle. <laughs> Project Salt okay. Iron. You want to you want to wrap up? Yeah, I think we gotta. This is this ended yeah. up being like a full length episode of the podcast. It really did. Yeah, leakage part one was just forty minutes. This is like a like Godfather two. <laughs> okay, you want to record the flashback parts ne- next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be De Niro. <laughs> like, finding a copy of Splatoon 1, but like, this is pretty cool. Nintendo really took a risk on this. Yeah. Oh, I, I love playing this golf game with my Wii U gamepad. <laughs> okay, that's it. I got nothing else. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Garbage. The online.